Welcome back to the second episode of the Wrecking Crew Podcast. Uh, you got me here, Will Dodd, and Noah Thrower. We're just coming up uh, what we're, what's going on in our lives. I wanted uh, Keith Dodd to be on this podcast, but he just didn't have time today. So it's just going to be me and Noah. Kind of just a monologue of what's happened since the last podcast, I am for sure. So we'll get started and uh, start talking about what's going on. Alright guys, uh, well it is August, August the 11th. We are less than a month away from dove season here in Alabama. It is the first weekend of September, I do believe. Yep, September 5th. 5th, it'll be the 5th of September. And we, we've got some sorghum. Sunflowers, sunflowers are coming out. Yeah, we, uh, we've also got some. Uh, maybe that dove shoot will be good because we ain't been on a good one. We was almost on a good one last year and we got ran off. Uh, the farmer, supposedly, we were sprinkling somebody's house and yeah, it was a fresh shoot. cut cornfield. We really needed a few more people, but fresh cut cornfield and doves are on it. Doves were flying everywhere. I'm talking about. We could, for a little bit of time, we a day, uh, and that's unusual for us, because I, 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 to be honest with you, I've never hunted any other than opening day, hardly, maybe on Sunday or something, but uh, we, uh, uh, I don't know, if, if you're from the South, uh, college football is a big thing, is it? This is probably the second most important thing to people, other than hunting and fishing, and we'll, but as of right now, it's still up in the air. Uh, school has started back, so now we're you got to go back to work now. Yeah, we're even busier than we <laughs> was. Um, our feeding stations put back out, cameras out. I think we've got cameras in about every place but one or two that we need them. We still got hang stands, clear shooting lanes, plant green fields. We're all. It's just being a Time of the year we ain't really want to be on the water anymore. Yeah, I'd like to fish. I'd like to fish at least one or two more. As much as we've got going on, I don't know if it'll happen. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's talk about some broadheads. Talk about some broadheads. We've got shoots everything in the book. Uh, 
he'll try anything. Yeah, he tries about it. If there's a moose to broadhead, out, he's gonna try. Now it. he might not shoot a deer with it, but he's gonna buy them just to see how they fly. He's just uh, he's just interested in well, how much how much cut you've got. Everybody likes these two inch rage broadheads, making a big wide or cut. Swacker or swacker. We hear a lot about swacker. Man, if that I don't care how big cut up with whackums we've been shooting. I know me and Will Keith shot them for years. Four blade, four blade fixed whackums. Yeah. Fly like a pistol. Now my dad, he, he he's testing the severs right now. We don't know what they'll do, but he can tell you about anything on any broadhead because he's about shot them all. Uh, I tell you what, when I first started shooting, I shot a gold tip gladiator, which is a hybrid. It has two mechanics. Two had like a not a plastic barrel, but it was a composite. It wasn't metal. It was a cheap, like it was like five dollars for like a three or four pack, and no big deal. And they would kill a deer. They penetrated well. They flew good. And if they still made them today, I'd probably still be shooting them. But we we train. We moved to the Wacom, I guess, as a family. Whenever Gander, it was before Gander Mountain went out of business. Uh, yeah, three or four years ago, uh, and really ain't ever looked back at them. We, like I said, we we all have broadhead. I know my dad; he should hunted with Rage for several years. We moved to a more of a fixed blade broadhead, the Ramcats. He liked the Ramcats. He didn't like the blades. Bended. Yeah. They would bend really. And your blades are not. It's about one. You ever caught a bone on a deer and you could just kiss that and goodbye because yeah. you'd have to replace all the blades. And then with a rage, we had a problem. We had problems. You throw, you're done. Yeah, you ever been that, that fixed blade at the top? It ain't even worth shooting anymore. And but not knocking rage, I've shot a good many deer with a rage. I had good luck with them. But yeah, we, when I, we started shooting the Wacom's, I like them because when they first came out. Bought a four pack, which now they went to a three pack. It took a broadhead away. Yeah, it took a broadhead away. But they do come with extra blades. Now they they are a pain in the butt to put together. I I'm not gonna lie about that. But uh, when you pack it, you can't ever get the blades to stay in there. Yeah, you because you got to put all them blades on there and have them four. That means you got four fingers cramped up in a little wad of putting that little. Metal brass, yeah, metal. Keep get it almost to your air. Uh, blade blades pop out. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go all start all the way back over again. But once once you get that done, it ain't it ain't it's nowhere near. Once you figure out how to put them on, man. Tell you what, they're they're pr- I have I'm not proud of it, but I have stuck a mini. I stuck. I know in one season I had a bad year. It, it was horrible. I did kill a deer with my bow that year. But, I shot seven or eight does with my bow. I didn't pick up a gun that year. I was, that was my first year in Auburn. Didn't pick up a gun that year. Hunted pup. No kidding. The next year I go, and, and that year I was shooting a uh, Wacom. Next year I go, and I can't hunt that year. So I, I when I seen something, I, I was just, I wanted it to happen too bad. Trigger finger hacking. Yeah, I, I, I was rushing my shot because I, I, I don't, uh, 
that's all I can think. Uh, some of them back over and over. And I made bad shots. I made, I flat out missed at times. I broke my limb that year. I thrown it and I warped my uh, cam that year. And warping that one, that cam, thing, that cam, we ended up, I shot the stupidest thing. I shot at a daggone coon behind me. Because I hadn't killed nothing all year. I was like, I'm just going to kill something. I said, I pulled by. I got that fixed and it was covered under my warranty. But um, I guess that's what made all, that that just triggered all the bad shots of the year. We uh, didn't have no mice crops. Uh, didn't have no water. We didn't have much of nothing. It, it was just bad. And we ended up drill shot. I shot very two whackums in a tree. And pulled them out of the tree, and the blade's still sharp, not meant nothing. All things that you can get them back out of the tree. Mm -hmm. But I was, but, but, and that's just amazing to me because you, there ain't many broadheads on the market. I, I think there's, I know of one other that's pretty tough, as tough as a Wacom. I ain't ever shot them, but I know that the Exodus and Wacom are very, they're very, very similar. similar. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both cut on contact hit. We're a big fan of. Yeah, and their and their blades are. Thing is, when you get in, we'll go on with the Wacom just a little bit further before we get into all that. The Wacom, on the other hand, we I buried it in the dirt, hit rocks with it. You might have a blade, but you got extra blades, and you can buy extra blades online, and not have to replace the whole thing. And they, like I said, they send you about enough extra blades that you. You ain't gonna have to worry about nothing. And what sold me on the got this hunt on film. I shoot a doe at sixty yards. Fifty nine, sixty yards. Yeah, fifty nine, sixty yards. Head center both shoulders. I blow out, it blows out and it sticks in the dirt. At fifty nine, sixty yards, right? It was right at sixty yards. That, I am shooting a 70 pound bow and I'm shooting a 55. I shoot goat tip burners and they're 55 75s. So that, that right there, that's still, that's, that's a lot of penetration to blow through. Both rib cage, boy, I'm blowing through both front shoulders. And she probably went 20 yards and piled up. Um, that that kind of sold me. It's hard for me to leave them down because I guess what I picked that broadhead up. I'm still shooting it today. So that, that's didn't have a bent blade on it. Didn't have a nick on the blade. And it's just the toughness of them versus most others. Sponsored by Wacom by no means, but yes, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> but if y'all are listening, yeah, though, we might like. Yeah, we, we would love that because we. I'm telling you, I promise you, we sell some of our broadheads yeah. for you. Because if family, I don't like other broadheads, but that right there, I, I tell everybody about that. If they're looking for a new broadhead, that's that you need to go look yeah, at them. At least try them. Yeah, at least try them. Like we shoot them on the sub one crossbow. A deer shot with a, a crossbow with them Wacom's too. Yeah, yeah. I think we just about all shot a deer with Angie's Except crossbow. Me, I ain't shot one. Shot my wife one. shot her deer with it. I shot the deer in Minnesota with it. But it, that's just one of the things that I'm good flying broadheads. They fly like a dart. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I got out here when I first got them and I was shooting them. 
I shoot out 60 yards. I'll, it's the last pin I've got. I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Not a live animal. I don't want to make a bad shot on one on purpose. Now, like but at 60 yards, they fly. I mean, you can put them in a... Now, we've got a stock pile of them, though. Oh, we've got a lot of them. And we've got four foot mechanical out. When did it come out? Uh, about two years ago, ago, last year. Before Gander Mountain went out of business, because that's the only reason we got them, uh. Gander Mountain. Yeah, when Gander Mountain went out of business, we whack them and they had to get into storage yet. They just got into storage, so nobody, you know, we ain't like rage and everybody's going after them and that. And we end up going there and they've got them marked down. Four blade, I mean, four broadheads, five dollars a pack. We're just piled them in the bush. Yeah. And they bring more out there and put them up. You just go back the next day and now it's ninety dollars. I mean, ninety percent off. Pile yeah. them up on there. Uh, what they had, because I was in school at Auburn. I'd go to that Gander Mountain. Dad would go to Gadsden. <laughs> we'd buy them out. And uh, we, we bought them all that we could. So we had to have buying no broadheads. And he said it's done good. And I, I haven't shot them. They say they fly good. They are, I think they are. Yeah, they're mechanical. They, they pivot. The blades pivot together mm-hmm. to go around bombs. That's the only thing is the blade pivot. Because of the, it ends up closing one of the blades. Yeah, they don't open all the way sometimes. Especially if you got a quartering shot, one of the blades won't ever open completely. Don't we spend enough time on whacking them? A lot of people, everybody looks at that, man, they're making a two inch cut. That big old, big old, like I said, we're not sponsored by nobody in broadheads as far as we know. Um, but like with a swacker, and I'm not dogging them. I know people that kill deer with them every year. But the one thing I don't like rubber band together, or they're not really rear deployed, but they ain't. They don't deploy on contact. So them, that broadhead's got to go in about an inch before it starts deploying, and the blade you ain't got no exit wound. And normally, if you're hunting from a deer stand, that exit wound's gonna be lower. So that's what's gonna that's where your blood trail comes yeah, from. Yeah, unless you double lung him and it's coming out of his nose, that's where your blood trail's coming from, is that lower. For that deer, you you ain't got much. You got a pinhole as your entrance wound, about the size, a little bit bigger than your arrow, because you got these little cut blades on the on the arms that open them up. And yeah, you got for that cut, and compare it to our four blade, inch, whatever. Inch and a quarter. Yeah, inch and a quarter cut. We have just as much, I think more, pigs cutting, cutting surfaces that swacker or that two-inch rage does. It's just, it's in a circle versus a big old gash in that deer. And that's what people don't look at is cut, but they're cutting with two blades. Mm-hmm. Even though we're shooting a four-blade whack them, smaller blade, smaller cut, you've got four blades in there causing damage instead of two. So, a whole lot more likely to clip something we like to I, I really we like to whack them. them I don't know and, and I like your Ramcat too Ramcat flies yeah, I shot Ramcat a lot awesome I've still got I think I keep one of my quiver just in but case but they uh, the, which I ain't shot none of them when they first came out mm-hmm. we, t- we tried being we liked them other than that set screw and also I, what I do like about the Ramcat is their reverse if you do catch and the more cutting surface you have you got so yeah you got three blades 
wire converter, I mean not a wire converter, ram cat, but when you shoot, and if you don't pay the edge, well that sucker is cutting as it's working its way around backwards too, it ain't just cutting forwards, well it's continuously cutting. Alright, that's the broadhead. While we're on the talk about bows a little bit. Oh yeah. Now we we don't have any bow sponsorships either. We've got we've got a lot of other sponsorships when it comes to everything yeah. else. But, but bow, bows and about, yeah, bows and broadheads we don't. But, but we, yeah. Now I never started out shooting a Matthews. No. I shot. Actually, I did. That was my first bow was a Matthews. But I shot a diamond, and I know diamonds a good bow. They all make a good bow. goes down will will's I mean Keith's got the verdicts which was two years last two years last, last year was year. the DR the yeah the verdicts and then Will's got the trash. Uh, my wife's got the avail Angie's got an avail mm -hmm. Angie's got the mission sub one crossbow which my wife shoots so yeah so we've all we've are all shooting Matthews now we've all shoot when I shot the ASA circuit I've shot for new breed shooting which I like. I shot new breed for a long time, which I really like. Some of their new bows I hadn't shot, but when it comes to bows, I've shot just about everything. I worked in a every day when I was in school, so I've shot just about everything that's come through. Not the past couple years, but but I've shot just about every brand that you could think of. Shot a lot of them I liked. Shot a whole lot of them I didn't like. Yeah, I've shot a lot of bows as far as different bows, but actually shooting them, setting them up, to setting them up for me to shoot. Shot a Hoyt. I liked it. I didn't like the Hoyt. Now, I ain't shot a new Hoyt. I liked the heavier crap. It, it was it was heavy. It was a heavy bow. Which has its advantages. Which, yeah, it has its advantages. Toting it in the woods is not one of its advantages. <laughs> not one of its advantages. Uh, now, I shot a, I've shot a Pearson in the process. One of the best shooting bows I've ever shot in Pearson D34. Still are. They were made in Alabama. I don't know if they still are. Uh, 
I had the genetics. Me and my dad both had. He still got a genetics. He still got a cyborg, which is our tournament buck. Four pounds. Actually, a buddy of mine still got it. Michael's got it. I had it set at 64 pounds, and when he was a full draw, he was holding about six, which is kind of scary if you ever had to let it down. But you talk about pull back on a deer, hold it for a long time. I shot their elevation at tournaments for a little while before I got out of it. I've shot, I've shot elites at a lot. I like a lot of them. Yeah, I'd like to shoot some of the new elites. I don't know if I can have my track for a year, year and a half. But the thing is, is we've got a good Matthews dealer, and they do us right. It's like the bow on Matthews bow I shoot in the ZXT, which was the newer version of the Z7 Extreme. And that bow, I told I told my dealer what happened. I never paid, but they took care of it. And I, I know Elite's supposed to be like that. I know Elite's warranty follows the bow. Uh, but Matthew, Matthews is, is, am I buying a bow for the warranty? No. no. If I'm going to buy this, am I buying a new bow? Yeah, that's the thing. If you're buying a new bow, what's the, what's, the what's that transfer yeah, have yeah. to do with anything? Exactly. Maybe a little more on a resale if you got the ring that goes with the, the owner or the bow. What's it matter? I ain't, si- I ain't tried to resell an elite, but I know that there's only two bows that I know on the market that's going to resell for much, and that's Matthews and Lloyd. Because my ZXT was six years old. I think I got $600 out of it. And Dad had that Z7 Extreme, which was eight years old. Yeah, well, you can still. Yeah, yes. And that they're is, still hot. Yeah, they're still one of, that's a still one of the top selling bows Matthews ever had. Uh, Probably ever will have. Yep. The, the, and I loved it. I, I didn't think I, I was told I didn't like them. And one reason I didn't like them is because of Matthews. Somebody I know bought a Matthews Cree when they first came out with him, little skinny little limbs. And, and they had problems with them limbs splintering off all the time. And which at that time everybody was on them skinny little limbs. Mm-hmm. Well now look, everybody's got went back to a thicker limb thicker or, limb. or a single limb. Yeah, man, and a, a single limb or a Z seven extreme. A Z series bow. And I picked up that Z X T because I, I was gonna buy another the new Z series at the time when they first uh Z series bow. Was it a Z two? Something or Z3? Something yeah. like that. Picked it up. I was going, I shot it. I picked up that triax. Totally different. Totally different. Mm-hmm. Well, not in high-end bows. You can't usually. But you, I was like, there is no shot. There, there is nothing. There's nothing in this. Dead in the hand. My dad, he, he went and bought one. The only thing he didn't like about it was the grip because Matthews did change the grip, which they made custom grips now for him. But I was used to shooting before I got my Z7, and they had that, that little basically a riser. Yeah, he was yeah. used to that Z7, that big old fat Yeah, he's grip. always, a Pearson has that fat grip. And, uh, and all, some of your high, high countries have that fat, fat grip. The difference to me, he's had, uh, he's had to do a little bit different tweaking with his change things a little bit, but I, I've never shot a bow that shoots that dead in the hand, that quiet. Um, but with that, we'll wag.
Chastain or Climbers. Heck, I always leave. Hey, we're back on here. Let's go. Part, part two. <laughs> but we're going to talk about some climbers for a little bit. Some people don't climb. Let me tell you, climbing and filming is rough. Uh, they just don't show the struggle it is to no, get everything out there. Like, yeah.
calculating the extra 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, you don't, get in there, <laughs> you don't get in there 20 minutes. We, we've learned how to do it um, and learned a lot about using a climber. We, we shot, I shot a deer on camera with a climber last year. Last year, and we've been able to, um, talking about them, different types of climbers. Like I said, I've climbed many. A lot of different stands, APIs. Right now, we're all, no, we're not. We're in summits and cougar claws. Yeah. Uh, open shot in both season. And if I'm filming, if I'm strictly cameraman, I'm in an open shot. And one reason is it is uh, very, very light. Mm-hmm. It's the most uncomfortable stand you'll ever sit in. But it's better. Uh, you, you might want to practice climbing a good bit because you're still going to screw up and you're going to get locked up in it because it's an arm climber and has no front on it. You can't pick up either your stuff. <laughs> you have to work your way. It takes you a little while to work your way out of it. It, it gets rough at times. But we've, uh, and a viper, uh, the aluminum vipers, the round tube, and Sonic Bites as good as any yep. stand on the market. Uh, I will say there's another stand on the market, not as well known. They're made here, I think, in Foley, Alabama. If I'm not correct, yeah, please contact us. Because I will say this much, that is my favorite stand. Uh, my dad climbs out of it. That's the stand he uses now. Just as good or better as the summit. It's light. It's light. Got a footrest on it. And the best thing about it, he didn't have to buy two stands to have a bow stand and a rifle stand. Rifle stand. Bottoms. Where my, if you put my, if you take that Viper and then put my little uh, open shot, bottoms, they don't go together. They're one's teeny tiny, that open shot. It's like a climber, but sets like a lock-on, mm-hmm. like a tiny lock-on. Not no big, uh, muddy XL lock-on. Probably some two stands climb really good. The like I said, that cougar call is comfortable. I've climbed the old man. I like the old old man's. The first aluminum stand they came out with, I liked. The new old man gets in the bite. I've sharpened teeth on them, uh, but I wouldn't be afraid. With summit, I am for. I, I don't get nervous climbing a hickory nut, and with any other stand. Any other stand other than them two, I've been nervous climbing, and I've slipped in other stands. And a lot of people don't know this, but I've actually fell 21 foot. It's my fault. I stood on the edge and slipped. And that's a plug. Always wear your safety harness. I was not wearing a safety harness. Always wear your safety harness. I was lucky. We don't get in a stand now without one. No, I'm all with lock-ons. Well, some of them we have to. We got... There's some of our trees that I don't know how we get in and out I don't of them. Well, especially with the gear we take in, there's, there's, it's just you stay on the ground. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't go up them because they are bad, and we we've got some trees that we still use tree steps on. And, uh, and think about tree steps as the tree grows, you don't realize how much you twist around that tree. <laughs> so the the longer they're in there, yeah, the, the further on the side of the tree they are. You normally so you just start go walking there, straight yeah. up, and then by the end of about three or three years, you stretch the window. We 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 left some cover, and you literally got to you got to crawl, crawl over around another tree, over another tree, 
Oh, that last, last year, that one, that one setup we had that we might, I, moved, I went and moved that day. Oh, that was, that, and it was most unc- If you was a cameraman, I was screwed. Just it was comfortable. <laughs> if you used the cameraman, you were screwed. You yeah. had a big old cedar tree in your back. Yeah. yeah. Stuff everywhere. You would even get naked in the tree. You had a place to hang your clothes, I'll tell you. But it was a, uh, it was a rough, rough Wraps up uh, prepper, not really preparation for bow season, but just talking about equipment we use, equipment we use, and what we do. Uh, we might go over what we use on filming one day. But if you're looking to get into archery, if you're looking to buy a bow, say you shoot an old hand-me-down bow, which nothing's wrong with that, but you're wanting to buy you a bow. Many biggest thing is to shoot as many, shoot as you as many bows as you and I used to tell people we had a gander mountain here in Alabama that was in Huntsville. They had about every bow other than your big, big before they went out of business. That was now not every one of their gander, not every one of their stores were like that, but that's what they kind of instead of firearms, their specialty was up in Huntsville was archery. And they, I'm talking about a lot, and then go to your pro shops and shoot your higher end bows and see which one you like. And, there is a difference in some of them. There is not. It's there's some high end bows that don't shoot well. Mm-hmm. Which one? If it's a three hundred dollar bow or if it's a twelve hundred dollar bow, that doesn't matter. Which one fits you? Which one feels the best in your hands? Because a lot of people wants to go shoot a Matthews, want to go shoot a Hoyt. It just ain't gonna feel right to you. Uh, you might go pick up a Parker and you like it better than anything else. Um, so just go out there and shoot them. Everything. Same thing with the raw heads. Do your research on them. As long as they pass through a deer, here's the best thing. If with broadheads is that you're where are you shooting at? If you're making bad shots on every one of them, and your broad- then you, you really ain't your broadhead then either. <laughs> What's going to make a difference in a broadhead is your shot angles. Whether you're going to hit that shoulder or not, or whether that deer's straight on. That's what we all should be gaining for. You want to pass through versus not pass through. So I think that wraps us up for today. It's been a pretty fun conversation. Yeah. Oh, my rig's too tired to talk. Don't say that in a minute. Uh, but he, he can really go into detail. We can get him to talk for four hours if he wants to. Oh, yeah. Uh, when do you think this will be posted? Uh, so y'all let us know if there's anything y'all want us to talk about. Anything y'all want us to highlight on. Whether it be. Deer season right now. Like I said, we'll talk about politics season. You don't want to get me on politics. Yeah. Like I said, we'll talk about whatever. We really, it's deer season. It's one of our busiest times. It's our busiest time of the year as far as our business goes. But uh, there ain't much. I like turkey season. I love turkey hunting. But I don't like hunting turkeys by myself. No, it ain't no, it ain't a sun base. So me and Noah tries to, we don't get as much time. I can go shoot deer by myself and still enjoy it. I like me. There's a difference in just, like I said, I, I love hunting turkeys and I love duck hunting, but them are not as fun to me by myself as, no. I can go sit in deer stand and still really, really enjoy it, relax and enjoy it, using this. Sure, we get to hunt the most. Yeah, that's my favorite time. That's, that's, that's the only time we get to 
we can take a hunt, but still, we can still take a bow with us as well. We can always send our bow sent once, once rifle says no. When was the last time that bow just pulled back? Yep. Well, if we can get it, don't matter if it's a dick buck, if it comes in close enough, we can shoot with a bow. That's what we'd rather do. Or a rut gets here and there's a little bit of chasing, but it might not be. Come back to the next one. Let us know what you like, um, what you want to hear from us. If you got anybody we y'all want us to talk to, heck, I'm going to start uh, hitting up some people, seeing if they'll come uh, chat with us for a little bit. Yeah, y'all can't see us. That whole video and thing, y'all can see us. I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, till next time, we will.